Today on Lockdown Red Wings, it was the 42nd anniversary of the Miracle on Ice. What's the Red Wings Miracle on Ice? And also, it's Tuesday, or it was Tuesday. Who are the best pairs of players in Detroit Red Wings history? And then capping it off by previewing the Colorado Avalanche. Locked On Red Wings, your daily podcast on the Detroit Red Wings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Red Wings podcast. We are, ho- we are your hosts, Brian Fisher and Scotty Bentley. Scotty looking fly over there. He's also the host <laughs> of Locked On Tigers. Uh, thanks for making us your first listen every single day. We are free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. And uh, Scotty, today er, we're recording this on Tuesday evening. And Tuesday was one heck of a day. It was uh, the anniversary of the Miracle on Ice, the 42nd anniversary. And it was also Tuesday. In which it was just like that with all the... All the U's and O's. Use day. Use day. It was <laughs> Tuesday, February 22nd, 2022. And we're going to have a little bit of fun with that. A lot of the lockdown shows have been having fun with that today. And uh, we're going to we're gonna ride on that too. And in fact, we're going to start with that. Uh, in regards to the Tuesday, Scotty, we're going to do <laughs> the best Red Wings pairings of players in Red Wings history. Best duos. Best duos in Red Wings history. That can be forward. That can be defense. That can be goaltending. And, uh, Scotty, I, do you want to start on this? What, what's your, what is your duo? Um, man. Uh, so, I don't, I don't know about best necessarily, but the duo that always comes to mind for me when, when I think of, uh, like the the uh, a true duo like when i when i think of that a pair my brain always just goes to the goalie run in 08 and that that's just instantly where my brain always goes there's so many stories about that you know hasek coming back and ozzy and and the two of them uh in the regular season and then then the two of them in in the postseason and and like i said all the stories that have come that have come up about um uh about the situation that the two of them were in and and all that that is that is like i said maybe probably definitely honestly won't be the most talented duo we list and that's not a slight on them at all though that's uh that's the greatest goalie of all time in my opinion and and uh and and uh should be hall of famer um but you know when you're talking about the red wings they're just so is just so much talent but um that when it comes to a true duo, that's just where my brain always goes, man. That is that is one of the the more iconic kind of displays of a pair in Red Wings history. Yeah, I mean at, that tandem was absolutely insane that year. Dominic Kosick and uh, Chris Osgood split the workload evenly throughout that season. Forty three went to Chris Osgood, forty one went to Dominic Hasek. Um, Hasek at forty three years old. Had a save percentage of 902 and Chris Osgood at 35. So neither of them are spring chickens at that point. Had a 914 save percentage. Hasek started the playoffs. Chris Osgood ended up 
becoming the hotter hand and finishing it for the Red Wings, clinching their fourth Stanley Cup in what we consider as the Red Wings dynasty, uh, four Stanley Cups in less than 20 years. That that was a very iconic duo of the latter half of that dynasty. Um, there are just so many duos throughout the years of the Detroit Red Wings that it's going to be hard to name all of them here in just this first segment. So alone. many. Well, but, I mean, the like... Nick Lidstrom with fill in the blank is like a really good duo. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's like Nick you know Lidstrom, I mean? like, Nick Lidstrom like, with Nick Cronwall was a right. good pairing. Absolutely. And the um, advanced metrics don't necessarily, you know, agree with that. You know, the, the, the expected goals for percentages, that's my new hot thing that I love. Um, Corsi's gone. We're, they in, were, we're in a fun, new era. They were fun to watch from the standpoint that you know, Cronwall could take risks and make out make huge hits, knowing that Nick Lidstrom was there to back him up. That duo was exciting to watch because it was a little bit of Beauty and the Beast. You know, Nick Cronwall That's was the perfect beast. way to describe it. Absolutely, and Cronwell or Lidstrom was the Beauty on the back end. They complemented each other's styles very well, and that one could take risks while the other one, one was arguably the best defenseman of all time. Not arguably, <laughs> not arguably. Yeah, honestly, just the best. In my opinion, was the best. Yeah. But. The pair with Lidstrom that really stands out is Brian Rafalski. I think that might be the most electric defensive duo this team has ever seen. Um, they played, and I have it up for you here, they played over 200 games together. It was 224 games together, racking up 3,924 minutes. And in that span, their Corsi 4 percentage, expected Corsi 4 percentage, that was relative was a goal and a half a game. The expected <laughs> goals for percentage across 224 yeah, that's games unreal. was a goal and a half. They were a positive impact for over three seasons together nuts. as that's a defensive nuts. pair. Uh, they were just so absolutely uh, incredible. Um their expected goals for percentage, not not talking about relative, was submit form. <laughs> Come up here. Uh, it was 69.7, which is 19% above where you want the expected goal for uh, percentage. No, I mean, 50% is the average. They were at 69.7%. Right. I mean, that's how expected about, they were. When we talk about that stat, if we, if we have somebody in the mid fifties, we're like, hell yeah. You know what Anytime, I mean? We're like, we're like, that's incredible. These dudes were almost, they were pushing 70. I feel like, <laughs> what are we talking about? Any mythical, mythical player is like above 50%. You're like, this is a, this is a killer pair. This is like, you know, this is an amazing player. 69% as a pair for over 200 games is absolutely asinine and how deadly they were as a defensive pair. Incredible. Absolutely ridiculous. And and like like I said, like it's hard to grasp just how like how, how incredible that number is. Like that's that's it's it's a, that's a unicorn. That's not real. Yeah. Unbelievable. And that was just and I think I think the Red Wings, Red Wings fan base really respects, you know, Brian Rafalski as they should. Um, yes. But I think outside of, you know, the Red Wings, he doesn't get as much love as he should. And the fact that, yeah, Nick Lidstrom being the best defenseman of all the time is one thing. 
But Lidstrom played with a lot of different defensemen over the years. He, We were talking about it before we started recording. He played with Chelios. Chelios forced him to the right side. The advanced metrics proved they were not a positive impact on the ice. That's two of the best defensemen that have ever played the game on a pair together, and they just weren't effective together. A lot of it has to do with chemistry, and Brian Rafalski and Nick Lidstrom had incredible chemistry for over 200 games together. Iconic duo. It's unreal, man. Definitely an iconic duo. What else you got for me? Um, I think so like Steve and Sergey is like one, but we kind of talked about how they're when it comes to like that it, it's hard to, to define a duo, right? Because yeah, they, they, they weren't necessarily they, they did play together, they did share ice time together, but they, they weren't necessarily always on the ice together or, or sharing ice time and sharing lines together all the time. It's just when you think of that team, you know, that was like the like those were those were the dudes. Like that those was the face. Were the, those were the faces. So a, a duo again, I, I guess my my view of duo is is much more just okay, when you think of a certain team or a certain era or a certain position group, whatever, what are, are the two names that, that immediately pop into your head? And, and those two were, were the faces. Like, the, yeah. you know, ain't, ain't nobody forget that. So even though, again, even though their ice time and, uh, and, and stuff might not have been, uh, you know. Pl- they might not have shared the same ice all the right. time. Not, not necessarily setting each other up all the time and, and, and all that. When it comes to, to duos on that team, Steve and Sergey were, were, were definitely that. Well, and the same argument can be made for uh, Henrik Zetterberg and Pavel Datsuk. Absolutely. The Euro Absolutely. twins. I mean, they shared a significant amount of ice time together, and they were electric together. But, you know, especially in the later, uh, later years when the team started to fall apart, Mike Babcock would split them up, put them on separate lines because they were just as good apart as they were together. And so... Dare and I, I even had a Euro Twins t-shirt going, uh, growing up. <laughs> they were an iconic duo, but they weren't necessarily a duo that played together all the time. Um, when you focus on pairs that did play together, another great one was Fatistov and Konstantinov. Part, two, two parts of the Russian Five. In the 90s, you know, especially in you know, 90, 95, 96, 97, that pairing was unstoppable. Konstantinov laying out big hits left and right, and you had Fatistov on the other side. Kind of like a Cronwell Lidstrom situation, you know, making sure everything stayed safe on the back end. Konstantinov was on pat on pace to be a hockey hall of famer before that tragic accident. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Incredible talent. And that, that, yeah, yes, hundred percent. And I think the last one to really mention off the top of my head was Gordy Howe with either member of the production line. Yeah, Ted Lindsay or Sid, that, Sid yeah, Abel. The, the whole product. That's not really a duo, yeah, but it's that not a whole duo. line is is yeah. The, like you, you, you can't have this conversation without bringing at some pair of those three up. For yeah. Sure. Um. What else can I bring up, Brian? Uh, you can definitely bring up bet on or not bet online. Darn it! Come oh, on. This Come is what on. happens when I don't have the read pulled up. Come on. Um, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. <laughs> it's that time of the year that I've you've all pretty much given up on your New Year's resolutions. We know you have, or have you? Because this year you're sticking to it. You're sticking to that resolution. Eat right, thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because you actually are gonna enjoy eating them. You gotta try the puffs. 
you haven't, you're missing out on one of the best tasting options. Puffs are the first ever protein infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They're a treat and they're covered in 100% chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors. Yummy, 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 churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie. Just so good. These are going to be your new favorite. Uh, go to built.com and scroll to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low cal, high fiber, low carb. Most built bars contain 130 calories, four grams of sugar, four net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which normally has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At built.com, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first and figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every single time. So go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, Scotty, segment two here on this you Wednesday like my edition. I do. I really I really do <laughs> like your sunglasses. You we were literally just chilling before recording. I was like, as a complete joke, I was like, I got my sunglasses here. I'm just going to wear these. But Brian I took was it like, completely no, you... serious. <laughs> Brian, <laughs> I guess... You know, you know me. Like, okay. Sure. Yeah. So Brian was like, "Yeah, you should do it, man." I was like, "Oh, I was kidding, but like, I will." He's like, "Yeah, why your personality, not? Scotty." Man, shades on. That's what got me started. That was my brand. Oh, that's baby. right. That, that that's that's the origin. That's your that's brand's kind of devolved. The OG days, man. I don't know about <laughs> devolved. I I think I've taken a little bit of a step up from from videos and at nighttime with sunglasses on to. to couple of shows a week but you know and, and now you're a writer i'm also a writer yeah but are <laughs> you your beer league team's player of the game that i am not but somebody i know is a co-player oh uh, don't be humble now don't be humble now <laughs> i mean i'm the one who brought it up is that really humble to begin with don't be humble now uh anyways our, our second topic today it's the 42nd anniversary or it was on tuesday of the Miracle on Ice, where the United States underdogs beat the Soviet Union to head to the gold medal game in the 1980 you like that Olympics. Movie? Uh, yeah, I actually saw it pre-screen before it actually came out because when wow. I was growing up... How old were you? Like eight, maybe nine. It, yeah. it was in mid-2000s, I think, I was going to say, because I, I don't think I remember it like coming out, coming out. I was probably like six, five or six. Well, I can I can only tell you how many times the locker room speech was re- ironically oh, recited dude. by my teammate before every single game. Uh, Fire me up, playing youth. Fire me up, baby. We used to <laughs> uh, we we used to in high school, man. We used to try to memorize that too. Absolutely, absolutely. Crazy. So, my question for you, Scotty, and for you, the listener. In fact, listeners, you want to come on our YouTube page? Your your Red Wings iconic duos or your Red Wings miracle on ice moments. Go ahead and do that on our YouTube page. Hit that subscribe button while you're there. You know, just, you know, very casually dropping that in there. <laughs> <laughs> but, Scotty, what would you say is the Detroit Red Wings miracle on ice? And we can just dole out a couple different options that we are juggling around in our head. For sure. I think... Hmm... I, I, I'm as I've been thinking of more as we decided that we wanted to 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 do this, and, and I'm trying to think of 
more and more uh, scenarios. I, I can't think of anything that tops the the first ring in the 90s. That I, I, I think was at 96, 97. I think that that is I, – I, I can't think of anything that tops that one, right? Like the, the – you know, Iserman finally gets over the hump that everyone said that, that he couldn't get over the – the big, you know, one of the most storied franchises there was already before the the big run. Uh, we started making the playoffs and couldn't couldn't get through the final push. Um, the the you know the grind line teams were were at that point in time de- debated as the best team ever and and with the best players ever at the time. Outside, I guess Gretzky had been around by then, but um, just finally. That like that, it's it's hard to top that one, man. And the call is so great, you know. Like oh, like the the they're finally you know city. Mm. Now it's hard for me to top that one. Now I will say the Avs fight is up there. Yeah, for me. I wouldn't. I don't know if I could. I could qualify that as a miracle on ice, but in terms of no. Hype- the opposite in, of a miracle, yeah. I would say. <laughs> yeah, in terms of like the opposite hype, of a miracle, definitely is. equal. For um, sure. I for think sure. my in, in the truest definition of a miracle on ice in which something unexpected happened and took place. I think my number one has got to be actually the 1995 Iserman double OT winner against the mm. St. Louis Blues, because, I mean, you have that wonderful call from Gary Thorne, who the Red Wings or the Blackton Red Wings actually interviewed back when Nolan was still host. Damn right. Always go back and listen to that because it was a fantastic interview. So fun. Um, who yeah, you, you were there for that. Are, I, yeah, I got <laughs> to ask him about what it was like to to announce. He announced the bowling match where the dude said, "Who do you think you are? I am." And I got to interview. I got to ask him about it. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, but the that that call and that goal by Eiserman to send the Red Wings to the Stanley Cup final in 1995, where they did ultimately fall, which further stigmatized the Red Wings, which further built up the hype for that 90, uh, 1997 win. Um, was just electric because he, you know, Gretzky had it. Lossy, you're playing against the St. Louis Blues with the best player to have ever played the game. Granted, over the hill at that point, but still, you pick the puck up off his stick, you cross the blue line, and you let it rip to send your team to the Stanley Cup final. That, in terms of, like, you know, what the Miracle on Ice represented for Team USA, I think that goal really showed that the Red Wings are for real. Like that was the true start, in my opinion, to that Red Wings di- Red Wings dynasty. Even though it took them a couple more years to win it, for sure. And, and I and I, I mean, yeah, pure miracle. I mean, that's that's as good as it gets, right? That's yeah. so. I, I I completely I I completely agree with that. I was <laughs> so ridiculous. I I, I just with everything surrounding. Not, not that I, I guess to your point. Not that it was some huge miracle, like the Wings were a bad team or anything. But there was just there was such a stigma, and then Absolutely. and then the, the 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 cap came off, man. And then it was just floodgates, and that and then we didn't lose for forever. You know what I mean? Like that was like the, it, it, It's just when it comes to on ice, like you think. When I think of the miracle on ice and I think of, you know, do you believe in miracles? Yes. And, like, I think of the the moment on the ice where all the players are freaking out and the, and the fans' reaction and everything. That is 
the closest single moment in Red Wings history to that to that moment. It it just has to be. It has to be the 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 ninety six ninety seven cup. It ha- it has to be. Fi- finally, just getting the the monkey off the back. It 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 really does. Like that is that is the closest that that the Red Wings have ever come to exactly replicating what what the miracle on ice was. So I guess you are looking at what play is the most similar to a miracle and I'm looking at in the moment that game what's the the closest that the Red Wings ever came to replicating that and in my yeah. eyes no no really contest even it, it has to be that cup oh absolutely I mean definitely not disagreeing with you on that one and there's even another Good. one too <laughs> ridiculous um <laughs> there's even another one too that happened the year succeeding that the ninth, the, the the second half of that back to back championship, nineteen ninety eight, because of what that meant to the organization itself. After that right. tragic tragedy that happened with Konstantinov, and um, you know the rest of the got people in that that limo. That was that Stanley Cup was more so for Konstantinov and the yeah. Red Wings themselves than it was for the fan base that year. And I won't say in terms of like 95 double OT winner and the 97 Stanley Cup championship, the final end of the drought, 98 one definitely slots a sl- uh, you know, position below that. But to win that Stanley Cup again and to be able to hand that puck off to that, that Stanley Cup off to Vladimir Konstantinov in the wheelchair meant so much to those players who had gone through so much, none more than obviously Konstantinov himself, who still is dealing with the repercussions of that accident. I mean, that was. You, you got tears in your eyes from the 97 just from sheer joy, but this one was was a very bittersweet Stanley Cup. Yeah, when it comes to, to pure emotion, right? If you're talking about one specific moment in, in all of Red Wings history that, that uh, induced and inflicted the most emotion, that is comfortably not even close. Handing him the Stanley Cup is number one, and, and mm-hmm. there's – miles between whatever you have at number two for sure yeah and if you guys if you guys want to feel some real genuine emotion you just start betting with betonline.net football season might be over but hockey is in full steam for both pro and college hockey from all the latest odds totals player props to where the next head coach is going to land BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just hockey. BetOnline.net is your source for basketball, boxing, UFC odds, right to the Olympic coverage and information. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline. BetOnline. Where the game starts. Also got to talk to you guys. Where the game starts. Also got to talk to you guys today about RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you will ever need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. Save time on money when using Rock Auto. Why choose to spend 30 50 and even 100% more for the same parts from a chain auto auto store or dealership rock auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years so go explore their easy to use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs go to rockauto.com right now 
and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts you will ever need. RockAuto.com. Oh, I take a break, a breath after that. <laughs> all right. Red Wings, Scotty, are finally back in action. Finally, my finally goodness. back in action after Gee whiz. six whole days off. Uh, they play the first place in the Central Division, Colorado Avalanche, who are very scary. Very, very, very scary. scary. Very, very talented team. Uh, and apparently it's okay to assault refs if you if your name is Nathan McKinnon, too. I don't know if you saw that. Oh, I saw Slashed a linesman and got away with it. Yeah. Um I don't know how also, you get away with that. Like you slash the dude that made the that makes the calls. I don't know how that's like a like a get they, away they, with it moment. I don't. They decided that there was no intent. I'm like, what? It's like, dog, you're the one that got that got clapped. Like, what are we doing? What are, yeah. we, what are we talking about? Ridiculous. You want to make want me to tell you something that's going to make it worse? No, not Dylan, really. What kind of Dylan question Larkin. is that? Dylan Larkin is day to day. Oh, great. With what? He uh, left practice early on Tuesday with an undisclosed injury. Um, yeah, it's unclear whether or not he's going to play tonight. So, that's... not a great oh, start to well. this preview. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. No, yeah, we got to go up against one of the most talented rosters in the entire NHL, and now our best player might not play. That's so cool. Super happy about that. Yeah, not so great. Um, but... Silver linings. We're always looking for silver linings, and Red Wings are going to win regardless because it's at LCA. Uh, you are getting sure. Carter Rowney back. It's likely they'll call Valeno back up after a short stint in Grand Rapids. Yep. Um, and you're also going to most likely give Vlad Nemesnikov back. So you're getting a lot of your forward depth back, which is going to help solidify that back end. And hopefully, you know, nothing's going to replace if Larkin can't play. But at least your third and fourth line are going to be a lot more solid with Rowney and Nemestikov and Valeno back in the lineup than they would be if you were missing Larkin and those guys. Yeah, I mean, for sure. It, I mean, it, it's it. I guess it softens the blow. But like, you know, what what are we, what are we talking about? It's you All know, right. D- Dylan Larkin. Dylan Larkin doesn't play. We're in a heap of trouble, regardless of who comes back. Well, and it, a big reason for that is the Colorado Avalanche are just absolutely disgusting. Like, it's not even fair, dude. Nazem no, Kadri, their offense is unbelievable. Uh, just their defense is unbelievable. Cal McCarr, their is the defense thir- is unbelievable. Their goaltending—that's where we—that's where we expose them. Mm, maybe, maybe not. It's gonna be tough. They're really, really. No, there's there's literally they're great at everything, dog. I'm just yeah. like. <laughs> I'm pretty have, sure they're in the top 10 in every single team statistical category. Yeah. Nazem Kadri's got 63 points in 47 games to lead the team. Miko Rantanen is right behind him with 59 points in 47 games. Cal McCarr, a defenseman, is over a point per game with 51 points in 46 games. Captain Landeskog, 49 points in 42 games. Nathan McKinnon, 48 points in 36 games. That is, They literally have one, two, three, four, five players who are over a point per game on this roster right now. And that's not even counting the guys who are close to a point per game. They average as a team. They're, they're spot on at four goals a game. That's disgusting. Yeah. 
their their goaltending, Darcy Kemper is gonna has been their starter all season long in 36 games played. He's got a 919 save percentage. Um not bad. It looked pretty good. His goals against per game is two and a half. So I just man, they are they are stellar they are up and down that see. roster. They are second in goals scored a game, 14th in goals against the game, second in goal differential, 10th in power play percentage. 21st in penalty kill percentage. Good thing we don't have a very good uh, power play. Um, 24th in PIMS. Uh, 9th in save percentage. 29th in faceoff percentage. That's where we went. That's oh, where we, we don't went. Have Glenn anymore. Yeah, we. I mean, we're still what? We're still 12th in the NHL in, in faceoff percentage. Well, it's because Dylan Larkin's pretty damn good at winning faceoff. Yes, that's where we. That's where we attack. That's where we attack. We 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 just win a lot of faceoffs. Control the puck. There you go. Bingo, bango. Bingo. Bang. And they're a completely healthy team too. I looked it up, and they don't have any injuries. Yeah, they're not man. missing anyone. You can't you can't forget your defensemen who are you know defensive defensemen on this team either. Bowen Byram has a, a Corsi four percentage of fifty six point six percent with a relative of six point five. So when he's on the ice. He's creating six and a half more shots for the team than when he's off the ice. I mean, that's it, it's it's disgusting how good this team is. Devin Tays, who's almost at a point per game as well as another defenseman on this team, fifty six point six Corsi four percentage with a four point one relative. I mean, everyone on this team is producing, and even their defensemen are scoring goals and getting points. I, <laughs> Here's the question. What is your X factor in this one, Scotty? I mean, it kind of has to be Larkin at this point, right? right? Now that now that he might not play, I feel like feel like that's a pretty obvious one, but I feel like it's probably Lark's. Uh I mean if Yeah, no Dylan Larkin, probably not gonna go too well as a team. Uh with Dylan Larkin there, still a, a really good chance that it doesn't go too well, but a lot less of a chance. So, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to take the easy route and go with Larks. The, the Colorado Avalanche, and I, I know we're being kind of down on the Red Wings, but the Colorado Avalanche are one of, if not the best team in the NHL. They're right up there with got the teams like Tampa Bay Lightning for just absolute powerhouse wagon teams. And you're the Detroit Red Wings. You're, you're a game above 500. You take a tremendous step this year, but this is an intimidating opponent. Not saying it can't be won. Which leads me to my X factor. You said Dylan Larkin, so you know obviously that's that's the number one. He's got to play. Little Caesars Arena is going to be my X factor. This is going to be a game that's going to draw a huge crowd, especially against a classic rivalry that only comes to town once a year. You get a big crowd, you get that barn rocking. I think Little Caesars Arena can be the X factor that sways this team, gets the momentum under the Red Wings. We've seen them play up to opponents in the past. If we can oh, get yeah. Little Caesars Arena packed. We can get Little Caesars Arena bumping. I think you can help energize the players to step up and challenge this team because we know that the Red Wings are capable of beating really good hockey teams. They've done it before. We've said it a million times. They've beaten teams like Edmonton. They've beaten teams like Vegas. They've beaten teams like Boston. I mean, they are capable of winning big games. This is maybe the biggest game on home ice this season against the Colorado Avalanche. You only see them once a year, and they are a powerhouse. And for, for, again, for how, how everybody in the locker room is talking about trying to make a playoff push. This is where you got to prove it. You can't, you, you really can't afford to drop too many games, period, the rest of the year. 
And uh, these are the kind of games you got to win for sure. Well, that's the thing we were talking about as well, is this team wants to be a playoff contender. To be a true legitimate playoff contender, you got to be good teams. And Colorado is no exception. You look at Colorado, you read off their stats, they're intimidating. You got to go out there and find a way to win regardless. That's that's the bottom line. That that's is what playoff line. teams do. Un- underlined, period at the end, bolded, italicized. We are uh, in agreement that goaltender is going to be Alexander Nadelkovich more than likely. Yeah, I'd, I'd, be, I'd be shocked if it wasn't at this point. Yeah. Probably about a week and a half off now. Yeah, he's had almost 10 days off or yeah. maybe 10 days off. Yeah, he's had a long time off. Uh, I, I don't think, even though Greiser was was obviously great against uh, against New York and stuff, I, I don't think you ride a hot hand with a when, when you have a week off in between games. So I think they just go back to Ned. Absolutely fair. Um, thanks for making Lockdown Red Wings your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, uh, Lockdown Fantasy Hockey. Lockdown Fantasy Hockey hosts Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone. Still can't get over those names. Those Great names, names are amazing. Uh, they help you become the expert of your fantasy hockey league. It's free and available wherever you get your platforms. Uh, platforms. Oh, my God. I killed it all the way up into the last word, Scotty. Podcasts. <laughs> Wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, after such a great show, just ending it on that note. Scotty, any final thoughts? Uh, we ball, baby. Oh, God. You, you know we ball. We absolutely. Dynamic threats, honestly. Dynamic threats. Hashtag dynamic threats. Uh, we'll be back with a post-game recap tomorrow. Same time. Same place. See your team. Every day. Every day.